Welcome to The Lifeline, a production of Simply DJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, inspire, and to empower our audience by speaking life and adding value to their day. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and TikTok, to like us on Instagram and Twitter, and to subscribe to us on YouTube. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you are well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. I'm your host, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. The purpose of The Lifeline is to speak life and to add value to your day. Additionally, one of the goals of this podcast is to tackle real-life issues with a practical approach while also discussing the spiritual implications. So let's talk. I'm a child of the 1970s and a product of the 1980s. As a man approaching my 50s in a few years, it is both amazing and scary to me how rapidly the world is changing and has changed. Not only has the world changed, but I've also changed. A number of the things that I once considered important in my youth do not matter to me as much now. Not only that, but I also find myself appreciating the quote-unquote little things in life a whole lot more. I've also discovered that I do not know as much as I thought I knew when I was a boy or a teenager. Ironically, the older I get, the more I realize just how much I really don't know. I can recall being a seven-year-old talking to one of my mother's good friends and saying, I can't wait till I'm grown. Forty years later, I can hear Miss Janet say, don't say that, encouraging me not to rush to be a grown-up. And she was so right. And if I could go back in time and if I could find my seven-year-old self, I would punch me square in the mouth. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I was under the assumption that being a grown-up meant that you could do what you wanted to do, when you wanted to do, and how you wanted to do it, and that no one could tell you what to do. I thought that adulthood meant you had complete freedom. How wrong I was. Adulthood is serious business, full of responsibilities, full of obligations, and full of decisions. And one of the most crucial decisions that any adult will ever have to make will be deciding what kind of life they will lead. We will make that decision deliberately or make it by default. To make that decision deliberately is to make choices that foster the kind of character that you want to exude or exemplify. To make choices that will facilitate the kind of life that you desire to lead. But to make that decision by default simply means that you were not intentional about the decisions that you made, about the type of character you wanted to exemplify, or about the type of life that you wanted to live, and you fall prey to anything. And more often than not, this is because a person chooses to live a life governed by their feelings rather than principle. Alexander Hamilton said it like this, Those who stand for nothing fall for anything. When we fail to make a definitive decision about the type of person that we will be and the kind of life that we will lead, we become subject to live by default and are subject to do anything and fall for anything. So the question of today is, what kind of life will you lead? Now, it was really not until today that I realized that for the past several weeks, these podcasts have all been about character, and that really wasn't my intention. But I believe that nothing is happenstantial, and perhaps this is by God's design. The truth of the matter is that we live in a time that people place very little emphasis on value or the value of character or integrity. We live in a day of instant gratification and the entitlement syndrome is running rapid. The culture and the social norms of the day encourage people to live for the day and to do whatever feels right or feels good to them. The danger of that philosophy of life is that constantly living for today is an unsustainable model because it does not always consider the future. 
People who live for the day are usually driven by their feelings, and that's dangerous for several reasons. Feelings are deceptive. Feelings are subject to change. You can feel good today and bad tomorrow. You can be up today and up tomorrow, but even still, you can be up five minutes and then five minutes later, you can be down. And so feelings are not always trustworthy. And so if feelings are not always trustworthy, living a life based upon our feelings is dangerous. Now, let's be clear. Feelings are not bad, and it is not my intention to demonize feelings. But it is important to understand that living a life that is based upon our feelings is unwise. In fact, living by feelings often leaves us vulnerable because feelings do not always lend themselves to rational thinking and can lead to undesirable consequences. If there was ever a story of a people whose feelings led them to live a life of undesirable consequences, it was the generation of Israel that left Egypt after being enslaved for 400 years. Their story is colored with instances where in yielding to their feelings got them in trouble. Now, I don't have time to really go into the entire story because it's so extensive, but when you have a moment, check out Exodus and check out Numbers, and you'll get a full picture of what I'm trying to convey with you today. But after 400 years of slavery, the Israelites prayed for God to rescue them from the tyranny of Egypt. The Lord then sent them a deliverer named Moses, and after a series of miraculous signs from God, the Pharaoh freed the Israelites. Unfortunately, though, for Pharaoh and the Egyptians, they decided to chase the Hebrews after they left Egypt. However, God protected the Israelites, and they walked through the Red Sea on dry land and watched the Egyptians drown. And the Israelites then began their journey toward the land that God had promised their ancestor Abraham. Unfortunately, though, their feelings continued to wreak havoc. They began to feel like Egypt was better, and they began to complain. They began to feel like the leadership of Moses was insufficient, so they began to build a golden calf to worship. But the straw that broke the camel's back was when they had the opportunity to cross into the land that God promised them, but they allowed their fear and their feelings to convince them that what God had promised them was not possible. After all the miracles that God had done for them, after all the miracles that they saw with their own eyes, their feelings convinced them that God was incapable of doing what he promised. And as a result, they decided that they should appoint a leader to lead them back to the place that they had prayed for God to deliver them from, Egypt. Can you hear the instability? The instability of the Israelites was directly connected to their tendency to be controlled by their feelings. The Lord was so angry with this group of people that he passed judgment on them because they trusted their feelings more than they trusted him. And God said this, no one in your generation that left Egypt would see the promised land. And then God said the entire generation of people who left Egypt would die in the wilderness except for Joshua and Caleb. What distinguished Joshua and Caleb from the rest of the people in their generation? According to Numbers chapter 14 verses 24 through 38, these two men had a different mindset. They were not governed or controlled by their feelings, but by principle. The rest of the generation ultimately allowed their feelings to swindle them out of their future and by default dictate the kind of life that they would lead. Conversely, though, Joshua and Caleb made a decision to stand above the rest and lead a different kind of life. So what are the distinguishing characteristics that can help you and I to lead a different kind of life in the way that Joshua and Caleb did? Well, I believe the first distinguishing characteristic is faith. 
Joshua and Caleb were convinced about who God was. Hence, they lived life based upon their conviction or their faith in God and not their feelings. Now, it's important for us to understand that faith is more than an abstract currency to believe and receive something that we desire and pray for. Faith is an awareness that there is an all-powerful God who is worthy of our trust, our obedience, our commitment, and our allegiance, and that dictates how we live our life. So the first distinguishing factor that causes one to live a different kind of life is faith. The second distinguishing characteristic is faithfulness. Joshua and Caleb were faithful or committed to living by God's principles or standards. Faithfulness is about living a life of integrity and by a set of abiding convictions that governs the way we think and dictates the way that we behave in any given situation. When you live out of your life based upon your feelings, your approach to life can change based upon circumstance because your responses are reactionary and based upon your feelings. When you live life faithfully, your decisions and your responses are principle-based. So the first distinguishing factors that allow people to lead a different kind of life are faith and faithfulness. The third is focus. Joshua and Caleb were focused on getting into the promised land. They saw the same obstacles that others saw, but their focus would not allow them to be deterred from taking possession of the land that God promised them. Their obstacles were not bigger than their faith in God or their focus on their goal. When you have a focus and when I have a focus, we live a goal-oriented life, and we do not allow outside forces or factors to derail us from our pursuit. And so if you are going to lead a different kind of life, the distinguishing characteristics that you must have are faith, faithfulness, and focus. And finally, forward thinking, forward thinking. Joshua and Caleb had a vision of what was possible. These two men refused to allow the obstacles that they saw to impede their vision. When you are a forward thinker, you think beyond the now and explore the options that can turn your obstacles into opportunities. This is the principle that explains why some corporations or organizations survived the pandemic while others in the industry did not. Now, in all fairness, there were some businesses that had no recourse and were forced to close because they had no other option. However, there is a subset of people because they refused to read the handwriting on the wall and make the necessary adjustments when they could have, and they focused on the impossibilities and not the possibilities, and their organizations are no more. On the contrary, there were other organizations and other businesses that made the necessary adjustments and viewed the pandemic as an opportunity and not just an obstacle because they were forward thinkers. Friends, each of us have a choice to make regarding what kind of life we will lead. Either we will live by default because we are governed by our feelings, or we will lead a life that is fueled by a series of deliberate decisions that facilitate a life of faith, faithfulness, focus, and forward thinking. People who live by default or live in their feelings are people that are often stuck in some rut, some perpetual cycle, or lead some life of stagnancy. People who lead decisive lives usually live with a sense of purpose. I'm reminded of a quote from a famous movie which says, With great power comes great responsibility. As human beings, one of our greatest powers is the ability to make decisions. And each one of us have a decision, a tremendous responsibility of deciding what kind of life we will lead. And so today I want to ask you again, what kind of life will you lead? 
Will you lead by making a series of deliberate decisions or will you lead a life of default because you choose to succumb to your feelings? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of this moment. Thank you for this opportunity to pray with my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of health. Thank you for the gift of strength. Thank you for the gift of sanity. And thank you for the gift of time. Every moment, every breath that we take, every minute, every hour, every second is a gift. And Father, I pray that you would teach us to value that time by making decisions that will facilitate a life of faithfulness, faith, focus and forward thinking. Help us to steward our time well and help us not to live life by default, being seduced by our feelings. But I pray, Father, that you would help us to make choices, help us to make wise choices and healthy decisions that will facilitate the future that we desire, but more importantly, that will facilitate the type of life that will glorify you. Help us to live purposefully and productively. And Father, in those areas where we may be governed by our feelings, help us to move beyond that and grow to a place of making decisions that will cause us to move forward, that will cause forward mobility, that will cause growth and maturity to materialize in our life. And Father, I pray if there are any areas Areas in our life where we are like the Israelites, we were vacillating between two opinions, we were halted between two opinions. I pray, God, that you would help us to be decisive about the direction of our life. I pray, God, that you would lead us and guide us and help us to be like Joshua and Caleb, who were people who made a decision to live a different kind of life. Help us not to succumb to the to the temptation to be like everybody else and to be like the culture, but help us to be men and women of standard, that we will live the kind of life that makes a difference in the world so that we don't waste the time that we've been given. We love you, we bless you, and we glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my friend, thank you for tuning into the Lifeline. I pray that we have added life and value to your day. God bless you and have an incredible day on purpose. Thank you for tuning into the Lifeline podcast, and it is our hope that we added life and value to your day. God bless. Yeah.